Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome. We're going to have an interesting show today. It's getting a little bit esoteric, but it's on an important subject, an important issue. Creator reveals survival of the universe depends on the free will experiment. So just when you thought there's nothing more to be worried about or concerned about, we're going to throw this into the mix. This is something that few people understand or know about. And as a channeler of creator of all it is, these are things I can learn about because I'm able to communicate and probe deep questions. There are spiritual bodies of knowledge out there that speak to the idea that the universe in some mysterious way comes and goes. I know the Native Americans have this in their in their beliefs. They they talk of it as sort of that that the Almighty breathes in and out and those breaths are the extrusion of a new universe and then a withdrawal back into the almighty being and then an outbreath to breathe a new universe into existence, this, this kind of thing. Well, we found out this actually happens. So this is a uh, surprise uh, to me but I am forced to believe my guidance. And so I'm going to share some of those things with you. And the first question that we asked of Creator is the following. We have learned from previous channelings that the universe has expanded from and collapsed back into a point of singularity previously in its history and perhaps many times. We have also learned that an experiment in free will happened which failed to reach creator's goal and that it was this poignant failure that triggered the collapse of the previous universe back into a singularity to start over again with a fresh big bang. The Hindus have the word kalpa to describe one of these cycles of the physical universe. Is this all true? And here's Creator's answer. These are Creator's words. This is quite true. There have been multiple previous universes in addition to the current one you inhabit. The collapse can take a considerable period of time from your perspective, but it accelerates exponentially. So it is slow in beginning, but over time goes faster and faster and becomes quite dramatic in the later stages. Under these circumstances, there is ample time for individual soul-based beings to take stock of things and make a reckoning about how they wish to depart and what they want to have completed in their current incarnation and form of existence before this grand resorption reaches a point that makes physical life impossible. 
All right. So this is creator's kind of overview. The fact this is what happens. The universe exists. Yes, it's quite, long quite fascinating, Carl. I'm back. I apologize. I lost right. the Wi-Fi momentarily. All right. Well, we were we but were yes, getting this is launched. Uh, interesting. Um, creator allows the universe to exist for as long as creator thinks it's useful. And when creator decides, well, it's not going the way I had hoped, creator will take it back and reconfigure the energy, draw back to a single body of energy in a very condensed form, and then there'll be another Big Bang event to explode outward and create stars and galaxies eventually. And then new life forms will be introduced for another go-round. So we're getting a kind of look-see at where we are right now and Indeed. what creator's thoughts are about this and, and how we're doing. Well, let's continue this exploration. You asked creator, can creator describe what constitutes a final failure of the free will experiment? Is it the point where when is it the point when good simply cannot succeed and evil conquers the galaxy or galaxies that were created to contain them? All right, and this is what creator answers. We hate to be arbitrary, but this is creator's call. It is totally up to us to establish criteria and to follow our sense of things and our belief in what may transpire. We have the luxury, as you do not, of seeing the future. And that is the number one way and source of guidance we will use to determine when the current universe has outlived its usefulness in terms of growth, learning, and expansion of possibilities. Those are the reasons and meaning of life to begin with. What we desire is this expansion to rise to greater and greater heights of wisdom and benefit to the participants in adding something to their existence that expands love in some way or another. In other words, a positive enhancement of things and what can be seen and appreciated by all involved as progress that is meaningful and rewarding both. When there is little or no progress, things become stagnant and life becomes boring and unsatisfying at a minimum. And this is a dangerous condition that also allows a kind of dissolution through negativity. And in particular, darker impulses you would see as evil to reign. And this can cause a downward spiral to worsen things and result in great suffering. So these are the criteria we look to in deciding when enough is enough and there might need to be a reworking of things to provide a better set of possibilities for achieving a larger and more long-lasting success. We are on a learning curve as you are, yours being that of living individual lives while gaining knowledge, experience, and insight about how to make them better and better. Whereas for us, it is on a much vaster scale, seeing to the needs of trillions of beings and countless worlds that contain all manner of life, not to mention the multidimensional vastness you know very, very little about. So there is much at stake in defining turning points to put an end to a universe and its potential. You know, this is a huge answer, of course. 
I think to distill it down to, you know, something we can relate to, a lot of people wonder, well, how can God allow all this evil? And right here is the answer saying, well, he doesn't, (laughs) essentially. There can be reached a point where the amount of suffering is simply too great to allow to carry on. Yes. And And we've we've been told, yes, and we've, we've been told that we're part of a grand experiment in this contest of good and evil. Creator allowed our galaxy, ours alone out of the entire universe to have free will, unfettered, total self-control. And there was a downward spiral started by angelic beings who through ego became corrupted and then started corrupting living beings They corrupted a group of extraterrestrials in our galaxy and eventually corrupted us. We were created not that long ago to come in and solve the problem of evil. So that's what's going on. That's the free will experiment in a nutshell. And the burden is on us to heal our perpetrators, the causes of this downward spiral, the source of evil. If we fail the universe will be restarted. So all the gains we have been making to learn our way along will essentially be set back. We're going to continue as immortal beings, but we won't have our playground. We won't have our learning process anymore to help improve and expand on things. Indeed. You asked creator, did past free will experiments ever involve more than one galaxy? Did it ever involve the entirety of previous universes? And Creator tells us, this is an insightful question, and it is the case that our first iteration that was unsuccessful involved the entire galaxy in a grand plan for a similar expansion of our consciousness with greater freedom for those aspects launched from us, but becoming more independent with individual choice, allowing many possibilities up to those individual entities. This universe succumbed to the workings of evil in a much more diabolical and severe fashion than is shaping up in the current universe involving the Milky Way galaxy only. But as you have implied by your question, the reason this experiment is continued is confined to a single galaxy that happens to be yours is precisely for that reason. There is much at risk because we have not been successful as yet in achieving the great and profound expansion we foresee that will come eventually when the initial rough patch in dealing with evil is surmounted. We do not give up easily, and that is the reason humanity was created in an attempt to solve the problem of evil and allow the current expansion to continue in the absence of so much negativity. The ultimate fate here is yet to be determined. You can still win out and defeat evil, so things proceed to the next phase involving the glorious expansion we have foreseen and wish to see happen, not only for the betterment of humanity, but all of the universe. Again, this is a kind of a newsflash, I think, for people, that creator is on a learning curve. 
you know, we are on a learning curve, but Creator is also on a learning curve. And together, in partnership, we are trying to solve the problem of evil. It's not completely solved yet. We got uh, we got some clues about how to do it. <laughs> well, we and, implement. and and it's interesting that there is a kind of local level solution that the divine has introduced, and it is us. It is human yes. beings. And there is a broader more definitive and all-encompassing solution, which is the kind of a recycling of the entirety of the physical universe to start it over. Yes. So that that's a big, drastic difference there. And there's a lot of responsibility we carry. Yeah. So all of the infighting that we do with one another is a consequence of this evil that has crept in. And it's not really who we are. It is the evil that's been corrupting us that makes people be this way. Yes. It's a hazard of free will, for sure. And yes. It's a hazard that we need to compensate for. And that's what this whole experiment is about, is finding a solution to it. Yeah. And to grow beyond it. So it, it wanes. And we never go back to living that way because we're too smart for that. Yes. Too wise. <laughs> too wise. You're, you ask Creator, what is the average length of time for the duration of a universal cycle? Our current universe is estimated to be around 14 billion Earth years old. What is the oldest previous universe on record? All right, and Creator tells us, we have had universes that were trillions of years in duration. So this gives you some idea of the possibilities here. If the problem of evil can be overcome and things expand in a more positive, uplifting way that allows a true growth and benefit to the universe as a whole through the resulting expansion of possibilities, as long as the universe grows and improves, it will continue. As you can imagine, this is a difficult decision to make. But there are great benefits in ending things sooner rather than later if the future, in effect, is foreseen to be undesirable and end up in a non-working situation that has no possibility of a self-generated solution on the part of the beings living within that go-round. It is better to start over so that as time goes forward, there is a greater likelihood it will lead to great benefits and a much more elevated and enjoyable living circumstance compared to being in a stagnant quagmire with little prospects for improvement. You know, that was a real wow moment for me when I read that first sentence. That they've had, there have been universes in the past that went trillions of years in duration. That was, <laughs> that was an expansive moment. Well, some of us were there for that uh, delightful go-around. So, yes. the old souls. You ask creator, does karma carry over from one kalpa to the next? In what ways, if any, is the karma of an individual affected by the transition of one universe to the next? And Creator tells us one universe affects the next and so on because these are stepping stones in a progression over vast spans of time. Karma is retained and will build on itself and extend itself in proportion to the new creation and its expression so there is continued learning and growth as a result. The soul transcends the reconfigurations of the universe and as such will gain from the continued existence it will enjoy with opportunities to adapt 
new soul extensions appropriate for the new universe. Those soul extensions that might choose to not participate may perish in the sense of their energy being recycled into the whole. So they will lose their individual identity and will be no more. But you can be sure that any soul extension choosing that fate will have overstayed its welcome in a sense in reaching a kind of dead end. When there is no future, it is just as well to end the present. You cannot suffer from what you do not experience. So a stagnant existence of endless duration is no reward. We prefer to see those who are troubled be given every opportunity to obtain healing, to raise them up and give them a chance to carry on and be a part of all that happens that is good. And that is why you as the light workers are here and working in such earnest fashion to rescue as many beings as you can from this potential fate. Yeah, it's this is another eye-opening uh, revelation that you know there's just no guarantee of a future for all beings, especially ones that become corrupt. <clears throat> and but there is always hope as long as as long as we haven't reached that very tipping point where it all falls back into a singularity. There's always the chance for a rescue and creator is, uh, has made that quite clear, but you can refuse such a rescue. And if you do, you know, you're not, you're going to not going to survive the transition. Well, and I think the idea of refusal may be a very broad one in the sense that those beings who are disconnected, have no idea of the existence of the divine and deny it, may yes. not be in a position to ask to come along and they may be left behind. Yep. So this might be a kind of an ultimate fate that they essentially have downgraded themselves they to be a match to. Yes. Absolutely. Be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com. Uh, you can check out our healing services. We have a tab on our, on our menu bar for healing and uh, we have a number of other services as well. Check out our Divine Wisdom database. Uh, you can join as a free participant, eternally free. Just put in your email address uh, which we'll take good care of and you'll be a member and you'll be able to check out all our content. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Have you discovered your brain power? Just ask yourself, what's my number? And use the amazing power of emotional brain training, EBT. Enhance your vibrancy, happiness, relationships, productivity, sense of purpose, and health. 
Listen for Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Experience the power of EBT every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your mind, body, and life will thank you. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They're here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are exploring the fate of the universe, Carl. Can we do that in the span of an hour? (laughs) Well, this is a whirlwind tour of a big, 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 big question. (laughs) <laughs> it's putting it mildly. We're, we're really begging the incredulity of our audience, too. So thank you for sticking No this. kidding. No kidding. We're <laughs> way off the reservation today. We are indeed. U.S. creator, is the divine realm itself utterly unaffected by the cycling of the universe? Or is it affected in ways that creator can share and describe what, that what we might understand, you know, at least a little? All right. And creator tells us the following. The divine realm is separate from the physical plane altogether and as such is not influenced by the comings and goings of the physical universes. So the various planes of existence can be independently adjusted and they too can be repurposed and recycled as it were if we choose to do so. But the need there is much less compelling than in the case of the physical because of its more volatile nature. But there are parallel dimensions that may well be recycled along with the 3D world you inhabit and others like it among the galaxies. And that is because the parallel dimensions are a kind of series of stepping stones for advancement and are a consequence of prior experience and residence in lower dimensions. So if there is a broad failure on your plane of existence to advance, This will cause a stagnation to some degree through the other dimensions as well. It is possible to restart the physical universe with an idea to synchronize it with the other dimensions and resume this process of upward progression of energies. So there will simply be a delay, a kind of timeout interval, while the physical dimension is catching up. Or there can be a reworking of higher dimensions as well to create a new series of progressions totally in terms of their makeup. This again is our decision to make in terms of what will be best for all involved. But keep in mind that all we speak of is open to participation by the soul-based beings who transcend the comings and goings of the environments they inhabit. The soul is much vaster than you realize and appreciate. The small portion you inhabit as a physical being underrepresents the totality of the reach you have. The souls normally reside within the divine realm, so they are above the fray by definition. If there is a recall of the entire physical universe to restart it in a new round, a new creation event, 
the souls will be watching this proceed and will be participating with Creator in the planning for all that will be shaped and brought into being to provide the habitat for life and the myriad of life forms that are already potentialities within the souls residing in the divine realm. You have incarnated as many varied species in many varied locations through your own galaxy. You who are old souls, so to speak, existed long before the current universe was brought into being and have been involved in multiple other universes on a soul level. That portion you are experiencing as an extension of your soul is a unique aspect of the soul's consciousness and it was created not so long ago to be a warrior for the light in solving the problem of evil within your galaxy. But your soul is much vaster and has been in existence prior to the current universe and will still be in existence if the physical universe is drawn to a close and repurposed in a new creation event. There's so much going on there, it's hard to summarize, but I can say this. You know, people wonder, well, what do you do once you get to heaven? Well, <laughs> this will give you some idea of the utter, unbelievable vastness of future potentialities, future universes, in fact, as well. Well, you can interact potentially with trillions of other beings. Yeah, all exactly. through the universe, because yeah. you can come and go, and you have tremendous ability to go with your thoughts anywhere you wish, and all sorts of other capabilities, as well as seeing everything that's happening on the Earth, which is yeah. really kind of a horror show. But everyone's keenly interested because everybody's got a stake in what's going on down here. Absolutely. Whether they're here right now or up there, yeah. it, their future will depend on us and every one of us who's here right now. And, you know, this is a quick, quick sidebar, but, you know, one of the things about the Lightworker Healing Protocol that confused me was this idea of intergalactic intruder, you know, that's like, well, what's that? Well, it, we learned that those are souls outside of this galaxy who are interested in what's going on here. You know, yes. the universe is watching, literally. Yeah. And, and they're quite concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should be. You know, it's nip and tuck. It, it's it not is. a given that we're going to yeah. win against evil. <sighs> they're dragging <sighs> us down, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> got a lot of work to do, people. Get on board. Destroy. Yeah. Get on board. You yeah. asked creator, Carl, for souls to survive a Kalpa and for them to participate in the next one, must they be in the light, in the divine realm? And creator tells us, this is quite true. You and your energy would not survive as a physical being anywhere, but must be in a higher energetic form. Only the energy of the divine realm will persist if there is a contraction of the universe to a singularity and a new creation event takes place. Once there is a suitable habitat, you will then have many choices to deploy and experiment with life in various new forms as you have done many times previously. And we've also learned in this project, you know, that uh, the astral plane is really, you know, Creator, the divine realm considers the astral plane an extension of the physical plane. So, an astral being is a quasi-physical being, if I'm not mistaken in that sense, if they're trapped in limbo. 
So that's not a safe place to be if the universe is imploding, Carl. No, we, you have to be in the higher energetic plane of the heavenly realm. You know, there's just, that's it. You know, otherwise you're toast. And yes. uh, th- this is not a pretty thing. And one of the things we do with our Lightworker Healing Protocol is rescue those discarnate beings, those spirits that become, we call it earthbound. They're not really um, on the physical ground, but they're in our atmosphere around and about us in a kind of another dimensional state of vibration. But they can't go back home. That's the problem. Yes. So we're trying to save them, too. Absolutely. You asked, Creator, before the transition to a state of disillusion that cannot support life, even in the astral planes, are all beings offered refuge in the light? Does this refuge constitute a spirit rescue, or are there any differences? All right, and this is Creator's words. This is essentially a spirit rescue. If there is a decision to restart the universe, but not all will be rescued because the purpose of the restart will be to weed out the failures and end the paradigms that have reached a dead end for all practical purposes and are holding things back. In a sense, to allow them to persist even within the light will perpetuate the faulty energetics and potential they have come to represent in spite of the large spans of time devoted to cultivating them, encouraging them, healing them, inspiring them, and supporting them energetically. We do not do things on a whim. We are planful, we are thoughtful, and we are careful in what we create and why. And when we make every attempt to succeed in a loving way, if that does not work out, We owe it to other portions of our consciousness that are the individual souls as our extensions to clean things up and provide a new approach because all will benefit from an improved universe, including creator. You know, this question was spawned by some investigations into uh, the concept of Kalpa, you know, and one of the things that was speculated or even put forth as, as, as truth was that, you know, uh, even the evil, even the evil beings are pulled in to the light temporarily and then allowed to go back out again. Well, Creator refutes that here, essentially, and, and that's, I'm not surprised, actually. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, God is not judgmental, except perhaps in a final analysis kind of sense. You know, given every latitude, and maybe even millions of years to work at it. Right, and, and arguably, you could say the creator is not destroying them. He's, the, he's recycling the universe, and it's their choice to stay behind. You know? Well, and exactly, and, and people are creating their own misfortune, their own dishevelment, their own discouragement, their own depravity that drags them further and further away from divine alignment. Yes. And that's true of all these beings that are here now. They don't believe in God any longer. They're disconnected. They disconnected through their own beliefs. And this may well be their fate. They will be no more at some point. We are here to save them, paradoxically, even as they're hammering on us. Exactly. (laughs) But that's who we are. That's who we are, and that's that's our huge calling. 
U.S. creator, is it correct to assume that any beings who decline refuge will not survive and their consciousness will collapse into the singularity and in essence be recycled with the rest of the universe? And creator says, indeed, that will be the fate of all such beings who are not able to seek refuge for whatever reason. This is the ultimate fate of the atheist. By rejecting belief in the divine, they will cut their lifeline. And this is the most dramatic example of consequences one can imagine, that it could mean the end of their existence altogether as a discrete entity. That is a high price to pay for prizing one's independence and carrying it to a fault. And carrying it to a fault means becoming corrupt and debased and uh, evil, essentially, you know. And that is the fate of the atheists if carried to the extreme. The, the, right. the extreme of atheism is not a loving creature. <laughs> well, and and that's yeah, it's deceptive, you know, because there are a lot of atheists who are nice people. But creators pointed out, if you think about this, what creator says makes sense. It's not been so long that they've gone without really being in divine alignment and being connected with the almighty. They've only right. been in a physical life a few short years. They yeah. came from the light. So that there's a carryover there. There's an inner knowing right. that divine principles matter and have value. What we're talking about is a civilization where people maybe live a million years. And that's a long time to lose your awareness of the light and get disconnected and degraded in your thinking and your functioning. And that's what's happened to these ETs. They're yes. very long lived through their technology and it's working against them because they don't go back to the light enough to stay in touch and they've lost their way. And it can be their undoing. But they did it. It wasn't wasn't God's doing it. They did it to themselves. Indeed. You ask creator, does the Akashic Records survive the end of a Kalpa? If the Akashic Records do not survive, what does? Is there any kind of supra-Akashic Records beyond the universe that stores lessons learned? All right. Creator tells us the Akashic Records will survive. Because this is the distillation of wisdom in the form of the recording of all that has taken place. So it is available as a learning tool and reference point to guide any new endeavor, as well as provide milestones and awareness for individual beings to track their individual progress across time. So this hard-won knowledge through experience, even the experiencing of failure, needs to be preserved. And that is a blessing and a benefit for all of the future and those who participate. While the Akashic Records do survive and represent a continually expanding repository of history and knowledge gain, there is, in addition, Creator's Memory. That is our personal repository. The Akashic Records are an independent reference body that is accessed and utilized by the law of karma and other laws as need be to govern the energetics and utilize the information stored there to rebalance things and implement this law of consequences to ensure forward progress and any needed corrections in the form of a reminder or punishment, as well as rewards to encourage positive contributions to the universe. 
so that those energies will be apportioned in a systematic, dispassionate way that takes place automatically according to the established rules. Indeed, these rules can vary as we deem appropriate to new iterations of the universe based on the new requirements for variations in life forms that may operate somewhat differently in a new universe that is building on the past, but reworking things, sometimes in important and significant new ways that will have many new rules and particular calibrations and set points to establish criteria for for assessing success and failure. So the law of karma will evolve and grow along with the wisdom in evidence of a new universe with new, better, and higher potential as the goal. You know, Crater kind of answered, I think, an unasked question I had, which was, does the law of karma itself evolve? And Creator has obliged us and answered this question without my explicitly asking it for once. <laughs> well, you know, Creator is pointing out this isn't the worst of all possible eventualities. Because if you're living in a world that sucks, where's the joy? You know, where's the delight? Right. And and as the world gets worse and worse, you reach a point where essentially you're basically all slaves, and you're being darkened and degraded, and and manipulated and tormented in so many ways that it just doesn't pay to keep this thing going. So we'll have to see. We are trying our best, those of us who are truly spiritual, to make a difference and to bring healing from the divine to bear on the human problems. But we need more people to be in this with us to make the difference. This is too big a healing problem for one or a few people to be requesting. We can't speak for everyone. We need more humans to stand up and take notice and take action and join us in doing prayer outreaches and learn healing. And you 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 can learn that healing with the Lightworker Healing Protocol course. You can check out the details on that by downloading the ebook describing it. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And you can also get our book on prayer. It is a book on the best way to say prayers to achieve a number of goals um, given by Creator. And you can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back with more on this discussion. All right, we'll be back after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. 
Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Many people don't like to talk about death, but like it or not, it's going to happen to you, me, your loved ones, and everyone. It's best to ask the important questions sooner than later. That's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with host Nina Impala can help. We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about the workings of the comings and goings of the universe. That's uh, not a small topic, Carl. No, and it's rather shocking, I'm sure, to some folks. We've been aware of this for a long time, but not probed deeply into how it's managed how it is constructed and, and the consequences and how the transformations happen and, and how other aspects of existence are influenced, the divine realm itself and the other dimensions. Because this is a big, big complex of creative endeavors that are going on all around us in multiple dimensions, not only our physical one and the heavenly realm. There's other dimensions also where there are beings like us, but living and working on things and learning and growing and sharing things. And so it's a big, complicated internesting of consciousness on the march and it's the divine impulse that drives it and when things become non-divine well look out <laughs> you know we might get paired off and uh and you know essentially reworked and restarted yeah and and that'll that'll mean uh essentially a failure for those yes. of us trying to turn it around so we have a lot at stake right now and most people aren't aware this is their challenge they've been given Everyone came down to be a light worker. Every single human being knew this before they came. Most people haven't relearned that because they've grown up in ignorance and the ignorance persists. So we're here today to dump this on you and say, (laughs) tag it. You know, you know, you're it. We we tag you now. Now, you know, (laughs) You, you got it. U.S. creator, we know that souls survive kalpas. But do all their memories of prior kalpas survive along with them? If not, does their wisdom survive, their enlightenment obtained in previous kalpas? If so, how is this preserved? All right, and these are creator's words. The new is shaped by the old via the law of karma and by the intrinsic potential inherent in the new creation of life forms. The soul extensions that come into existence with incarnations in various worlds and environments as various new species. 
So this is a vast set of variations that will build on what has come before, but with refinements, added features, and novel capabilities that will enhance what has happened in the past and have a greater potential reach courtesy of the reworking, bringing about the new universe and its potential. This will work naturally and will proceed in a dynamic fashion as has happened before in other universes. That the Akashic records grow continually because of all the ongoing life experiences and what takes place. So that repository will continue to grow with the new iteration. To the extent old ways of being and living are outmoded, the information becomes more an archive and a relic than a dynamic interaction with the present beings in residence. In a sense, they start with a clean slate, which is the purpose of a new kalpa. But that new creation will be a sum total of the gains made in prior iterations of the universe. The hard-won learning, the conglomeration of the many variables for all kinds of aspects of organisms and their consciousness, and even the natural forces available for the workings of life to occur, and the properties of the new physical universe itself, and the varieties of types of energy and matter will have fresh aspects because all represents the wisdom gained from the past and this starting anew, in effect, takes place on a higher plane compared to the prior universe. All will continue to learn and grow much as before, but things will look and feel different because the beings themselves will look and feel different. In many cases, they will be extensions of old souls coming into new existences. But this you have experienced personally in your current lifetime as a physical human. Because you were born as a new organism without a memory of anything coming before. So you, in fact, know what this is like. You understand the difficulties, but also the rewards. In mastering control of your body and developing skills and even talents, many of you, for physical performance, as well as mental agility and creative expression, for example. So this is not at all a foreign notion that is inconceivable to grasp. It will simply be like a new incarnation, but will actually be an advancement because you will be a more advanced being in a more advanced setting in terms of the potential for growth, learning, and leading a joyous existence. This is always what we aim for. The fact you are struggling is because of the problem of evil creating obstacles and dragging you down. When that is absent, life can be truly majestic and awesome in its glories. You know, this is really, really good news, actually, that every a new universe is not just a, a, a hard, cold restart. It's actually a kind of a minor, an ascension, in a sense. It's going to start at a higher plane. It's going to have uh, it's going to be able to build on all the lessons of the past. So nothing is truly lost. And um, that's yeah. that's an important revelation. Well, and it is a revelation I shared with you, sir, in reading this aloud and hadn't thought about and looking at it at the outset, that this is very much the case. And I think Creator put that idea in my head, that starting again in a new universe on a higher plane, we don't have to see happen. 
we right. could ascend in a few years from now if we take care of this problem of evil. We will move up. We will yes. move to that next higher level. Indeed. Yes. We we don't have to wait billions of years for yeah. a restart. <clears throat> and, and we get the idea <clears throat> that a restart would take at least a couple or three billion years for sure. You know, it's not something that happens quickly. It's It happens right. quickly at the end, but there's a slow progression once that turnaround takes place. So we don't want to wait that long. No. We want to get no. on with it. You ask, Creator, why would the failure of the free will experiment necessitate the collapse and recycling of the entire universe? Can it be restarted in another galaxy? Or is it because there are no fresh galaxies to start in and none can be created anew after a certain point in the expansion of the universe? All right, Creator tells us, this requires a much more complicated answer than you might imagine. In part, it bears on what happens to the multiple dimensions existing in parallel with the physical universe of which you are aware. The many layers of beings in other dimensions are interdependent, and this gets back to the issue of how local a problem the current dilemma might be. So this could be a very simple restart of the physical level while the rest of the dimensions are on hold, so to speak, marking time, waiting for the new physical universe to commence and get up to speed. But there could be a much broader restart with multiple other dimensions and their beings as well. So this will involve a much wider retrenchment with souls all returning to the light of many other dimensional beings awaiting a restart of multiple dimensions in order to resume the schema. That will have a greater impact on things in terms of the immediate prospects. If the higher dimensions of those beings starting anew in the new physical universe must wait for those beings in the physical to prove themselves and ascend to higher dimensions and so on, this could represent a quite prolonged span of time before things return to a semblance of what exists at present that is built from the current physical universe in its various expansions into higher dimensions. So the implications of a restart could be relatively simple or vastly more profound in implications far beyond what you can imagine based on your awareness of the physical universe, its scope and complexity. But these are important considerations and our goal is to get this right and we wish to maximize the potential for gains. That is why we are willing to be patient and put in the investment to give every chance for things to proceed before we pull the plug, so to speak, and recall the current universe to enable a restarting with a new point of singularity, providing a creation event that erases all that has come before and starts things in new directions. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the answer would be, well, that's complicated. <laughs> and, of course, it is. There's a lot of things to consider in uh, in a restart or even in a reseeding of probably even a single planet. There's just, you know, this complexity is beyond our imagination. I was listening to uh, the channeling of, of Boscovic, and he kept saying, well, we're going to need a Ph.D. Everybody in the audience to have a Ph.D. to understand this. <laughs> so I can see where this is coming from. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> Science is only taking baby steps still with all the complexity that they have unraveled about the workings of the physical realm. And they haven't yeah. even started on the other realms. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Long way to go. 
U.S. creator, has anything as powerful as the Lightworker Healing Protocol ever evolved and manifested in previous Kalpas? If not, what makes this one different? In essence, it is the Lightworker Healing Protocol that makes this one different. And that is the function of the existence of the divine human as an answer for the problem of evil that provides a bridge between physical beings that have failed and the divine realm itself. What is different now is the existence of the divine human, a more powerful creation drawing on creator's consciousness in more powerful ways to help the individual being stay in alignment more effectively and be more in divine alignment as a natural and personal choice. Even with wide latitude afforded by the workings of karma within the physical realm, allowing free choice of all kinds, that is a major point of departure from the prior attempts to have a larger degree of free will and free agency. It is the recognition of a way to build in safeguards so those beings endowed with greater spiritual power can self-correct and avoid the corruption that would drag them down and start them on a downward spiral that has befallen the spirit meddler cohort of fallen angels and their corruption of other races of beings to the point where they are disconnected from the divine realm almost totally like the spirit meddlers themselves. If you succeed with your challenge to solve the problem of evil through healing the interlopers and then the broader humanity as a whole, things will move forward in glorious ways. We see this future potential because it is already in existence and being formed as a future extension of your lives. The only question is, can you keep going? Will you be successful in turning the corner and gaining the upper hand in this contest between good and evil? Or will you falter? Will your numbers be insufficient to the task? Will you be outshouted by those who are asleep and indifferent or being duped to embrace the darkness wittingly or unwittingly? We know you can win this contest if you keep going and if you recruit others to join you. We are supporting your efforts at recruitment, but you must be in the lead always, so the burden is on you as physical humans to make your way, to find the best ways to be effective in mounting a healing outreach and have the dedication and determination to stick with it, to stay the course and apply yourselves in doing all you can to make this successful. That is what it will take. But you have, you have it within you, and this heroic effort will be recorded for all of time as the greatest of achievements because it truly will be. Quite a way to end that channeling, for sure. We have a lot of work to do, and if you out there in the listening audience, we need your participation. We need your help desperately. All of us do. Well, and the world is, is uh, in trouble, and yeah. we, we see, we're told, there is a few more years before the extraterrestrials are going to really turn the screws on us. They're doing it already with the pandemic, with the global conflicts, with the continued strife, wars, civil strife, as well as the uptick in racist thinking and infighting and warring factions. So we have a lot to work on. 
And there's no time to lose. But unfortunately, we are out of time with this program. So be sure to check back with us next week and visit us at GetWisdom.com. Thanks, Carl. Take care. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. Thank you.